You're listening to Part B of the Prabhu Podcast for August 20th, 2005, sponsored by HariKrishna.com. Everybody in the place 
dysentery. Because <laughs> this is what exactly how you get dysentery. Unclean, indigestible food. It was like a perfect recipe for dysentery. So within a day or so, you know, everyone was just on their backs, and that included uh, most of the uh, senior people. But because I had just gotten over dysentery, I was I had a built up an immunity, and I was one of the only walking wounded. You know, I was healthy comparatively. I must have lost 10 pounds, but I was still healthy. And uh, so I was asked to be a guard outside of Prabhupada's door throughout the night. And they stationed a devotee there to make sure Prabhupada was safe and that there was nothing to disturb him. And this was my first opportunity to really get up close with Prabhupada in that capacity. So I, I um, sat up and chanted and found it was I could actually stay awake. But, but then I remember Prabhupada about 1 o'clock in the morning there was actually Prabhupada had an alarm clock and it, and it went off just a couple rings and Prabhupada was out the door. He was out the door, down the hall because even Prabhupada didn't have his own bathroom facilities. And within a, within a very short time he was back having uh, showered and, uh, and came back and within no time he was dictating uh, in, in the Shastra. He was, he was dictating his uh, purports. And I could hear this and it was very, very transcendental. It was wonderful. So after an hour and a half, two hours of this, uh, you know, uh, Prabhupada suddenly just stopped and walked out the door. And it was still early in the morning and no one was up but the two of us. And Prabhupada motioned to me to come with him and he started taking a, a trip around the, the entire building from top to bottom without any of the devotees being awake because everyone, it was like a World War I hospital. <laughs> it was like it smelled, people were moaning. Uh, you know, heavy coast of dysentery is not a, an easy thing. It was like, I remember when I was, you try to chant your rounds, it's like every bead is like a cannonball. It's just huge. And it's just, and you're just, you know, front one minute you're sweating, next minute you're freezing. Anyway, the, they're throughout the whole building with all these moans and groans and smells because people are so weak. Some are passing in their, in their sleeping bags, and it was a total mess. And Prabhupada just went throughout the whole building just giving out this vibe like, wow, I mean, these people are just so unaccustomed or neophyte. It was a mixture of being somewhat disgusted and somewhat just unbelieving that this was the scenario that uh, greeted him as he went through. And, and of course, these devotees had no idea that Prabhupada was just a couple of inches away from them. And not one person, not one devotee, picked up on the fact that Prabhupada was touring the building. And then when we went back, Prabhupada, he didn't really say much to me. He just shook his head and went back to his translation work. Well, the next morning, well, the next when he, of course, got up as usual, and a few devotees managed to get out and go to Mongol Arctic and go on a morning walk with Prabhupada. 
Of course, some of the devotees weren't. I mean, some of the local people weren't sick. <coughs> and even sick devotees back then, they managed, especially with Prabhupada there, they managed to go down to uh, to uh, the morning program. And then during the <laughs> then Prabhupada gave the morning class. And in the morning class, he just he just lit into uh, to everyone and said, you know, the reason everyone's sick is that they're eating and sleeping. That if you're going to eat, yeah, you got to work. He said, you know, you should be out in the fields working. Um, that you shouldn't be laying around the building because if you eat these heavy meals in the middle of the day, you're gonna and just lie down and sleep, then you're, you're going to get sick. And that's the reason the sickness was that uh, people were not working hard enough. So he didn't have much sentiment for everyone. I think he may have suggested some cures, yogurt and rice and so on. So that was my first real close en encounter with Shooter Prabhupada, and it was quite memorable. He was totally transcendental throughout the whole uh, event, obviously, but he, he you know, some of these circumstances where someone of a lesser spiritual level of advancement would have acted quite differently than Prabhupada did. So in due course the devotees did go off. Uh, they, they finished their Mayapur tour and went off to Vrindavan. And I ended up staying in Mayapur by some kind of negotiations beyond my control, let's put it that way. But in those days the Indian authorities were always crying and calling for volunteers or going to authorities and beseeching them to leave some of their their people with you know in India to help and as it turned out uh, Jagadish volunteered for me to stay there and I ended up staying there for a few months which is another podcast for the future This ends Part B of the Prabhu Podcast for August 20th, 2005. Hare Krishna.